It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. That's right, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to check out Locked On NFL Podcast as they're previewing every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure also to follow our podcast, Locked On Panthers, on Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, subscribe. Make sure to also check us out on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday I'm going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag. I've been getting a ton of great questions in from you guys, and I want to hear more from you again this upcoming Friday. So please make sure to get those questions in for our weekly Friday mailbag. On today's show, we'll, of course, look at the Panthers' preseason finale against the Pittsburgh Steelers getting the win. Yay! Not really all that important. What was important were the things that we got to see from the starting quarterback, Sam Darnold. Also, we saw from the offensive line and the Carolina Panthers have a new kicker as the kick traversy, kicker gate, however you want to break it down. It is now over and there is a victor. And unfortunately, there is one who had to leave town. And I know a lot of people are probably happy about that, but I do feel bad for the loser. And we know who that is. So we'll get into all that on today's show. But as I said, let's start off talking about Friday night and the performance that we saw from Sam Darnold. Finally, Carolina Panthers starters were able to play a full half of football defensively and offensively outside of Christian McCaffrey. The defense going up against Dwayne Haskins and the second team slash third team Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I think we all knew how that was going to go based off of what we had seen the week prior against the Ravens, where they forced a turnover on the first drive and again, forcing turnovers. Brian Burns interception, multiple pressures from Burns, Hassan Reddick, Morgan Fox. The defense looked great. J.C. Horn in the most action that we've seen from him so far this season. He looked like he was ready to go on September 12th against the New York Jets. I don't have much to say about the defense other than I'm really excited to watch this unit finally play a regular season game. And I feel like they have an opportunity to potentially carry this team if there are any sort of struggles on the offense. And as far as the offense goes... Solid start from Sam Darnold. Good, not great. You saw some positives. You saw some negatives. And Steve Smith, who was in the broadcast, and the man's an absolute savage, has no regard for human life at all. He'll say whatever he wants to say. And that's what we love about Steve Smith. It's the unfiltered aspect of him. And it's a departure from what you typically see from the hometown analysts during the preseason. I appreciate it. But Steve Smith did point out that Sam Darnold, who had a lot of happy feet, not comfortable in the pocket back when he was the Jets. And you can understand the lack of protection that he had, the lack of weapons that he had, things that we've been over throughout the offseason. A little bit of that crept up as the offense line wasn't necessarily up to par against the Pittsburgh Steelers twos. And we'll get to the offense line here in a few minutes. That, that was kind of an issue for Sam Darnold. 
There was a few questionable decisions that he made. When you think about trying to throw the ball in that third down with a pocket collapse and potentially could have been rolled a fumble. Thankfully, it wasn't as Mike Tomlin challenged it, and that was unsuccessful. Could have taken the Panthers out of field goal range at the very least. So that worked out for him that they called an incompletion, but then there could have been potentially a potential grounding rule. Sam Donald just trying to do too much there. That could have got him in trouble. So that was one thing that you didn't like to see, and Matt Rogan brought that up. There was a pass to Robbie Anderson on that third down that, had that been Minka Fitzpatrick playing, would have been an interception. So Sam Donald got lucky there with two of those plays where you could have taken your team out of field goal range, it could have been a fumble, or that could have been an interception. And the conversation surrounding Sam Donald post that game would have been a little bit different from the one that we're going to have today with Sam Darnold pretty much, you know, being fairly solid and looking pretty good for the Carolina Panthers on Friday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the most part, it's kind of a ho-hum performance from the offense. The first drive, they get the ball, stall at the 20. I saw some people that were kind of confused why the Panthers would go for it there on fourth down, knowing that they're in a kicker competition. But I'm fine. You get to the 20-yard line. This is a team that last year that really struggled in the red zone. And we already saw it last week against the Baltimore Ravens on that Saturday evening preseason game where they get the turnover, quick change, and get down to the goal line, do nothing, do not come away with any points. And again, that happened. So first drive, stall at the 20, turnover on down. Second drive, Darnold gets lucky, doesn't take his team out of field goal range or turn the football over. 52-yard field goal, Ryan Santoso banks it in. There's points on the board. Drive three, Brian Burns gets the interception. Again, the defense putting the offense in an advantageous position in plus territory. And the Panthers don't do anything with it. They take a sack, then Joey Sly misses a field goal from 49 yards, which basically was going to seal his fate from right then and there. Steve Smith said Joey Sly is out the building. Uh, Drive four, a punt. And on that third down, as I brought up, had that been Minka Fitzpatrick, the throw that Sam Donald had, 10-plus yards to try to get to Robbie Anderson. If that's Minka Fitzpatrick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that ball's going the other way, and that's potentially a pick six. Sam Donald getting lucky on that. Drive five right after the near interception. The Carolina Panthers recover a muff punt. And then two plays, great screen call by Joe Brady, Sam Darnold hitting Terrace Marshall for a touchdown. And then drive six is where you really like what Sam Darnold was able to do, leading this team down the field with about five and a half minutes left to go. You get to the two-minute warning, have a two-minute drill. He has a fantastic throw over the middle to Terrace Marshall down the field, then right back on the next play, hits Robbie Anderson on his back shoulder for a touchdown. Those are the two best throws of the night by far for Sam Darnold. And that's something that we did not see a lot of last season. Heading into the halftime where the quarterback – Teddy Bridgewater and this offense were able to get down the field in a two-minute drill and to go out there and score. It's not just the fact that we didn't see it going into the half. We didn't see it at the end of games either last year. So that's a major positive that we saw from Sam Darnold in terms of how he operated the offense there in that drive six. But for the most part, pretty ho-hum. But then leading there at the end, two touchdown drives, one thanks to a mistake by special teams for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in the other one, Sam Darnold leading his team down the field where he's nearly flawless. The only missed throw on that was a... Pass where Chuba Hubbard dropped it, and maybe it was a little behind him, but either way, that's one that uh, Christian McCaffrey would have got, and that Chuba Hubbard needed to catch. Looking at Sam Darnold's overall stats for the night, 19 for 25, or 162 yards, two touchdowns, and 119.1 passer rating, which is pretty solid for Sam Darnold. A lot of production, though. It came after the catch. 61% of Darnold's yardage came after the catch, to be exact. He got the ball out relatively quick, uh, quickly, uh, 2.6 seconds average time to throw, and kept things close to the line of scrimmage with 4.5-yard average depth of target. So a lot of checkdowns. And looking further at Sam Darnold's passing depth, 
nine yards or less downfield. He had 20 attempts, 17 of 20 completions there, um, 130 yards, one touchdown. And then as far as downfield throws, throws of 10 plus yards, he only had four attempts, completed two of those for 32 yards and a touchdown. Just three of Darnold's 25 attempts targeted players lined up out wide. So he hit a lot of the slot targets, 13 passes targeted players lined up in the slot, nine for 13, 95 yards and a touchdown. So not really throwing outside the numbers, not really throwing down the field, but that's fine. Joe Brady wanted to keep his offense fairly vanilla for the final preseason game, try and get Sam Darnold in some sort of rhythm. And he had a pretty good um, rhythm when it came to DJ Moore hitting DJ Moore six of six times in terms of the targets and completions there. So I like what I saw from those two. Just interesting to see just what Sam Brown's numbers looked like as he didn't really stretch the field, but he was pretty efficient. And that's what you want to see. I know a lot of times you want to see the deep ball throws. And that's why Carolina brought Sam Donald in here. We didn't see coming here to watch him be checked down Charlie, as Steve Smith talked about on the broadcast on Friday. But you want him to take care of the football, which he did. He had opportunities where potentially on a better, on a worse day, that would have been a turnover. But overall, took care of the football, moved the team down the field, put the ball in the end zone. A lot of positive things that we saw from Sam Darnold on Friday night. Some things you can work on through the next couple weeks as they lead up to the home opener against his former team, the New York Jets, on September 12th. Now, something that will cause concern in terms of the offense and as it pertains to Sam Darnold is the way the offensive line looked on Friday night. And who boy, there are a lot of concerns in terms of the interior. Not much so the tackles, but the interior offensive line needs to clean things up. And there's some backups that a lot of people are already calling they want to see out there come September 12th against the Jets. So we'll get to that in just a moment. North One is better banking for small business owners. Serving small business owners is all they do. North One allows you to manage your money from anywhere, whether you're at home or on the go, everything you need to manage your business finances is at your fingertips. Never step foot in a bank branch again. In addition to the features you'd expect, like mobile check deposit, cash withdrawals, the ability to send and receive ACH and wire payments, North One is an FDIC insured account that can save you both time and money. North One integrates with the accounting software you already use, saving you hours of manual bookkeeping. And with North One's envelope feature, you can automatically budget and save for things like rent, payroll, taxes, and more. With North One, you'll never pay overdraft or NSF fees again, saving you $100 per month. To get started, visit apply.northone.com slash lock. That's apply.northone.com slash locked. North One, business banking made for America. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on a gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on.
I'm sure there's people out there trying to make the argument when people say that Sam Darnold had a solid performance and are saying that, oh, well, it was against the second team defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, okay, well, that might be true. And that's context. And I agree with you. But he went out there and did all the things that you would want to see and that were asked of him. Now, when you look at it on the other side of the coin, the offensive line was going against the Pittsburgh Steelers twos, and they didn't look good at all. So that actually should probably lead to a lot of concern for the Carolina Panthers as they prepare for week one against the New York Jets on September 12th. Just being honest here, the offensive line has to be better. And it's not even honesty. It's just a pure fact. Everyone knows that the offensive line was not good for the most part on Friday night, including the guys in the interior. I went back watched the game a couple times, and really just focused on the offensive line at periods. And Matt Paradis was awful at center on Friday night. It was terrible. He was getting worked on the inside, missed a few blocks, couldn't hold his blocks, which led to pressures of Sam Darnold. And Matt Paradis is a guy, when he first came to Carolina, there was a lot of excitement from what he had done in Denver. He was coming off an injury. That first year, he struggled. Last year, he bounced back. And from what I saw... On Friday night, I'm very concerned about how he's going to perform for the Panthers here coming up this season. The long-term expectation here in Carolina is that he's going to be gone after this year. And I think that Pat Elfline, who started at center for a few years in Minnesota Vikings before moving to guard after they drafted Garrett Bradbury, the Charlotte native and guy who played NC State in the first round to play center, that he will be the starting center next season. I'm curious that if Matt Paradis continues to play like he played on Friday night, if the Panthers maybe try to move paddle flying inside the center and then give the opportunity for a Dennis Daly or a Deontay Brown to be the starting guard. There is a major concern for how the interior offensive line played on Friday night because it's not just Matt Paradis. It's also John Miller. It's also Pat Elfline, who I talked about. Elfline was among one of the worst offensive linemen over the last three years, according to Pro Football Focus. And he missed a few blocks. He gave us some pressures. John Miller, who for the most part last year was fairly solid. He had issues. I saw Dennis Daly went in for him in the final drive of the first half um, on Friday night. And Dennis Daly someone I think a lot of people like. This coaching staff likes. He hasn't had much of an opportunity to show them too much based off of injuries, especially last season starting off. Had the ankle injury that kept him out a couple weeks. He started a few games, and he's come in for John Miller throughout training camp and the preseason practices when John Miller had the injury and he came for game in for him again on Friday night. So he's certainly going to be an option. The tackles, Cam Irving, from what I saw, looked like he was just fine. Taylor Moten, he looked good as usual, rock solid. That's what we expect from him at this point in time, especially the contract the Carolina Panthers gave him. Looking at the offensive line, though, they cannot have any issues when we head into the season. The Jets don't have a ton of pass rushing after they lost Carl Lawson, their free agent signing. Um, also lost another interior pass rusher. I know they just traded for another loss in Jack Lawson, the Houston Texans, on Sunday. But week one, there shouldn't be really much pass rush coming Sam Donald's way from the New York Jets. But heading into week two against New Orleans Saints, there will. The Texans, not too much of a concern there. And then heading into Dallas throughout the season, you're going to see some A1 pass rushers. And from the interior, if the Carolina Panthers cannot protect Sam Darnold, we're possibly going to see the same things we saw from him back in New York, where he gets a happy feet, doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket, and he makes mistakes. Didn't see those mistakes at all on Friday night. They're, they are possible to occur if the offensive line doesn't play better. And looking at pro football focus, they actually charted Sam Darnold and how he performed in a clean pocket. Remember, Sam Darnold was the worst quarterback in the National Football League last season from a clean pocket playing for the New York Jets. 
On Friday night against Pittsburgh Steelers, Sam Darnold with a clean pocket was 14 of 17, 128 yards, two touchdowns, and had a passer rating of 137.3. By the way, perfect passer rating is 158.3. So pretty damn good for Sam Darnold to go out there and perform the way he played in a clean with a clean pocket. So the offensive line has to provide him the opportunity. We're seeing with the players that he has on this roster, that one given a clean pocket, now granted against the second team Pittsburgh Steelers defenders, he was able to go out there and be official and make plays and throw two touchdown passes. That's what we need to see. So allow them to allow him to have opportunity to go out there and be the kind of player the Carolina Panthers are hoping that he can be after he was drafted number three overall out of USC by the New York Jets and then traded here. And Matt Rule, though, he spoke to the media on Saturday with his day after press conference, and he maintains that if the season were to start today and heading into week one against the Jets, that Irving would be the left tackle, Pat Elfline would be the left guard, Matt Paris would be the center, the right guard would be John Miller, and of course, the right tackle would be Taylor Moten. Those are his best five, according to him. And that's a head, stra- that's a head scratcher for a lot of people, considering Brady Christensen has looked solid all preseason, whether he's been at guard, at right tackle, at left tackle, where he got two drives on Friday night. Deontay Brown, who did get banged up in one of the preseason games against the um, the Colts, the first one, he's been pretty solid. He's a road grader. He's the largest man in the city. And I think a lot of people are ready to see what he can do. There are options behind those front five. Like Obviously, Moten's not coming out. Paradis is likely going to be the center unless he just looks so bad and Panthers feel like they need to go to Pat Elfline. I know for a lot of people out there that probably their dream offensive line is Taylor Bowden on the left side, Dennis Daly playing as a guard, Elfline or Paradis, however you want to look at him, one of those guys playing center, Deontay Brown as the other guard, and Brady Christensen on the right side. And Matt Rule continues to say that Brady Christensen's future will be on that right side of the offensive line. So if Reverend our dream or some of people's dreams of having a solid left tackle and a fantastic right tackle as well, it's going to be Moten playing on the left and Brady Christians will play on the right. But right now, that's just not how things are going to pan out. I've seen a lot of people who are upset about it. I've had people tweet at me just like, what is going on here? How does Matt Rule not see that this is a problem? I understand your frustration. Just remember, like Brady Christensen is a rookie, played against literally no one last year at BYU and they play that terrible schedule in the pandemic so i get it he was an all-american he's looked really good so far again against second and third teamers so just keep that in mind i don't think they want to put him out there right away and if his future's on the right side he's not going to take over taylor moton's spot and if cam irving is look just fine he's healthy right now on the left side you're not going to move moton over there just yet deontay brown i get it you want to see him out there playing guard miller has been healthy for the most part, but if anyone's going to take over that that John Miller position, it's going to be Dennis Daly. Elfline, if he struggles, then maybe get Deontay Brown in there. There are options, which is positive for the Panthers, at least have options where in years past, there haven't really been a ton of options behind the starters, which has led to some of the issues that they have in terms of depth. They're at least building depth and understand this. Because they have options, the Panthers don't have to stick with those five guys. They can make a change. So if Elfline continues to struggle and Paradis continues to struggle and Miller doesn't look good or even Irving doesn't look good, they will make a change. They're not going to sit there and let Sam Darnold get killed and not be able to properly evaluate him. They'll make the change if the change is needed to be made. I know right now you're frustrated with Matt Rule. Just wait and see. It will eventually work itself out, whether it's for the good or the bad as it pertains to Carolina Panthers offensive line. Well, as we know right now, they have to be better if they want to give Sam Darnold in this offense any chance of having success in 2021. 
A lot of your dreams came true on Saturday. The kick traversy is over and the Carolina Panthers have a brand new kicker. We'll break it all down here in just a moment. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. I will never stop telling you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors. And some of my favorites are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Yeah, the favorites, all nine flavors. I love every single one of them. There's something for everyone. They're soft and easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. And if you're someone who has a difficult time making decisions and you don't know whether you want coconut, or you want raspberry, or you want peanut butter brownie, you're in luck. You can get a mix box, which means you get two of each of the nine flavors of Built Bars. That's 18 Built Bars in one box. Built Bars are not only the best tasting protein bar, they're also super healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The last time we talked, I told you how the Carolina Panthers had traded a conditional seventh round pick to the New York Giants for kicker Ryan Santozo, the backup of former Carolina Panthers kicker Graham Gano. There were reports throughout the week from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network that teams were interested in Ryan Santozo. And I had mentioned that Scott Fitter, the man who said on his introductory press conference that he would be in on every deal. If he was all about being in on every deal, then he would be in on the Santoso deal, which he absolutely was. Ryan Santoso coming over to Charlotte on Thursday, then kicking on Friday. The dude had barely met any of his teammates when he was asked to try it out there for a 52-yard field goal, which he doinked in. Which, hey... If it was a 53 or 54 yarder, he would have missed it wide right. But because it was 52 and he had it just inside, it went in and it counts. And I will give him credit for that, even though I don't know how much confidence you can really have from Santos of making that. But he did make it. So he made a 52 yarder. Joey Sly, who was asked to attempt a 49 yarder, continued to push it right as he had done throughout the preseason. He once again missed his fourth missed kick of the preseason. Santosa went on to make all five of his kicks. On Friday night, and it became very clear as you watch later on in the game, as Joey Sly was being comforted by long snapper J.J. Jansen for the struggles that he's had throughout the preseason and effectively kicking his way out of a job. And I had said that I feel bad for Joey Sly. It's a position, that kicker, that's magnified. It can be very lonely when you're not going out there and kicking well when you are lacking confidence. And Joey Sly was someone whose confidence that was fragile, as we saw last season, and heading into the offseason where he spoke to a sports psychologist hoping things would work out. The Panthers did bring in competition throughout OTAs and mini t- and mandatory minicamp. And there's a lot of questions of why guys like Matt Amendola and the other dudes that they worked out weren't in training camp in Spartanburg offering competition for Joey Sly at that kicking position. Matt Rule, 
Scott Fitter both showed a tremendous amount of confidence in Joey Sly that he could be the Carolina Panthers kicker. But based off of how he looked against the Colts and how he looked against the Ravens and the missed kicks, the Panthers had no choice but to bring in a kicker. First was Dominic Eberle, who was with the Raiders, but he only lasted a day after even performing better than Joey Sly. They went out and got Ryan Santoso, and Santoso in his first action as a Carolina Panther, of course, makes a 52-yarder, doesn't miss a single kick, and Joey Sly once again misses, offering even more of a reason for the Carolina Panthers to move on, which they did on Saturday I had seen a report from Joe Person saying the Panthers are likely to cut Joey Sly early, which they did, and that gives him an opportunity to catch on somewhere else. The final cutdowns are Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Joey Sly getting cut on a Saturday afternoon gives him three days for another team to potentially sign him and think that he's the right guy. If he has his confidence back, Joey Sly can be an okay kicker for a team in the National Football League. I don't think he's ever going to be a good or great kicker in this league, but he has been a, t- a starter for two seasons which is more experienced than even the guy who's now here in Carolina, Ryan Santoso has, who's never kicked in a regular season NFL game. That does not say that Ryan Santoso is not going to be a good kicker for the Carolina Panthers or the answer. I'm just pointing out that Joey Sly will have another opportunity in this league. And I hope wherever he goes that he has success and that things work out for him. Because I do feel bad for the guy. I don't think he ever should have been put in a position to be the starting kicker for Carolina Panthers, considering that there was just never going to be a scenario where he was going to be a better kicker than Graham Gano, just based off of his track record of how he kicked at Virginia Tech, and then just coming to the NFL and not necessarily being the, having a big leg, but not being the most accurate kicker. So Graham Gano's injury led to Joey Sly being the starting kicker and has now led to Joey Sly no longer being here as he's kicked himself out of a job. Now, hopefully Santoso is the guy. Again, Sly lost his confidence. I wouldn't rule out that Santoso um, could not be the kicker come September 12th based off of whether it's his performance or the Panthers looking and seeing who else is out there. I talked about Jake Verity, who was the backer for the Baltimore Ravens. And Justin Tucker has said that he'd be shocked that guy's on a 53-man roster as someone starting kicker this season. That could be a potential option. Scott Fitter and Matt Rule, they're going to continue to look around the league and see if there are other kickers that might be the best option for the Carolina Panthers. But as of right now, they believe that Ryan Santoso, who they gave up draft capital for, will be the right guy. Matt Rule praised him on Saturday, saying what he did yesterday was really hard to come in, a new operation, and go out there and made his kicks. We're excited to see where he's at. But he'll continue to compete, and we'll take the next several days to evaluate him and see if he's our best option. So Ryan Santoso, for now, has won the Kicktroversy, Kickergate. He is the starting kicker for the Carolina Panthers. But I will not be shocked at all if he is not the starting kicker come week one against the Jets. And I wonder if some people might be frustrated by that, that you give up a a conditional seventh-round pick that you got for the Miami Dolphins when you traded Greg Little away, and then you give that up for a kicker, and then that kicker doesn't even make the roster. We'll see. Like I don't have a ton of confidence that Ryan Santoso is the answer here in Carolina. For right now, he might be an upgrade just based off of having more confidence in Joey Sly. Because if anything, accuracy obviously is a problem for Joey Sly. He continued to push it right. And I don't know kicker mechanics. I'm not a guru when it comes to that. But there's certainly some issue there when it comes to him kicking the football where he continues to push it right that he has not been able to work out. And hopefully whatever his, whoever his kicking coach is can help him figure that out as he tries to find another spot in the NFL. But he had to go. He could not maintain and be here in Carolina. The Panthers had to make the move, and they made the move to Ryan Santoso. And as I've said, at the end of August, there really aren't a ton of great kicking options at all. If you have a good kicker, he's on your roster. You're not letting him go. Some of the Carolina Panthers did. I understand the injuries Graham Gano. There was kind of some uncertainty whether he could continue to kick throughout the rest of his career or not, or if it was a season or a career-ending injury. Obviously, it's not. He's worked out in New York, signed a new big deal. And they have a solid kicking operation there with our former GM, Dave Gutman. 
But here in Carolina, Ryan Santoso hopefully will be the answer for now. I don't know if he's ever going to, if he's going to end up being the long-term option here in Carolina. That could be a position where you scour college ranks throughout the season and start evaluating. Chase Blackburn is someone who said he was evaluating Dominic Eberle and he had kept tabs on him. Maybe the Panthers will be in the market for a kicker uh, come the draft. But for now, Ryan Santoso is the guy. Um, a few other guys also were waived on Saturday just to keep you in the loop here. I'm sure you've seen, but just to let you know if you haven't, um, they waived Martez Ivy, a tackle uh, from Florida. Wide receiver Ishmael Hyman was waived. Linebacker Patty Fisher from Northwestern was also waived. Inside had linebacker Jonathan Celestin was waived. And an injury waived was Darius Clark, who probably wasn't going to make the roster anyway, especially after having that fumble on Friday evening. And they also released uh, App State alum and veteran safety Doug Middleton. So the Carolina Panthers are very close to the final roster cup downs again coming up on Tuesday, August 31st by 4 p.m. I'm sure we'll see roster cuts throughout the day on Monday and then, of course, throughout the day on Tuesday as you get down to the final 53-man roster on Tuesday afternoon. Shai Smith, again, he had an injury to his shoulder. As of this recording, Matt Rule had said on Saturday that you know, at least on Friday night, he felt like it could be serious, like a long-term deal. It's not as serious as they thought it could be. Shai Smith potentially is a guy who will make the 53-man roster, but then they'll put him on the IR. IR rules have changed where he can come back after three weeks if he's available. A.J. Boye is also someone who does not have to be on the 53-man roster with the two-game suspension. So someone will make the roster in his place, but then... You know, in a couple of weeks, whenever Boye is available, when he's available and if he's healthy, I don't really know what his health status is. He'll be activated to 53 man roster and he'll be cut. So understand that Panthers will have some guys in a 53 man roster who will be on the team initially, but then maybe they're waived after the Panthers scour the waiver wire and see what kind of players are out there that are getting cut from throughout the league. So do not be surprised if some guy that you like to made the roster eventually is let go. There's going to be a lot of 53-man roster projections. I'll do my own on Tuesday's show, and a lot of those will be right at first, but then mean nothing as the Panthers go out there and add a few guys from the dudes who get cut throughout the rest of the league. So that's going to come up on Tuesday's show. That wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where right now I'm going to need your participation by sending me in a question for the weekly Friday mailbag coming up again this Friday on Locked On Panthers. Either at me or DM me, but don't get crazy. Again, y'all, thanks so much for your support. The listenership has been really great since we started off with the preseason games. And we're getting closer to the season. A lot of great stuff coming up throughout the season as I'm so excited for the Carolina Panthers to finally strap it up on September 12th against the New York Jets. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.